Time of the week again, bitch. Stop mirroring me. <laughs> this will come to another edition of this is like the holiday season. These are the last two shows of the season, and we're gonna have a gay old time today here at Old School New School Comedy Podcast. I am your trash talking host, Christy Miller, and uh, with me this week, I just met him, and I feel like I gave birth to him because he's gay. And <laughs> I met him at a show I did last week with my husband, Janice Massetti, who was on previous episodes. And uh, adorable. A new Jack. He's new school. Funny. Great personality. I have to work on his material. But he's, you know, sucks. But he's fucking adorable and I live for him. He's so cute. All the way from Long Island. Long Island. His name is Steven Zakari. Hello, Christy. Hello. Podcast. Old school, new school. Yes. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Is it fun? No, I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating so much. I wasn't offered a beverage. <laughs> it's just crazy. You're gay. You're supposed to cater. I'll tell you. We're supposed to cater. Yeah. We're supposed to make delicious beverages, but that's where I go. I, I can't even do laundry. I can't do shit. My mom didn't think I was gay because I couldn't fold it. Th- a t-shirt. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, because you're from Long Island. Isn't that the worst? Either Long Island got, because I'm from California. Sure. So I grew up in San Francisco, the Mecca. Oh. Uh, where the, the breeding ground of gay. Sure. Yeah, if we have all the factory farms of gay men out there. I've been thrown around at Twin Peaks. I know you have. <laughs> Certainly. Girl. <laughs> and that was their name, Twin Peaks. And then we're a drag couple. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, well, it's because you're from Long Island. Either Long Island are, like, really Nelly, drag queeny Twinkies. Sure. Or they're, like, butch, Italian, fucking cocksucker. You know, like that. That's, that's, like, the, that's like my forbidden fruit. That's, like, that's what I... And that's Italians. Yeah. But that's Italian. Like, my yeah. gay husband in L.A., Lauren Marinello, Italian, leather daddy, jacked. Harry Chess, gorgeous, right? Introduce me, yeah. He uh, he builds cars. Like, that's his... He, did, he has a 64 Cadillac DeVille that he has had since he was 18. And he's in his the mid-50s now, and he still has Ginger. That's her name, because, hi, he's gay. And this Cadillac is just gorgeous, and he built it himself. And he makes that with men? He loves men. Oh, I'll introduce you're you. You're going to introduce I'm going to introduce you. He lives in Palm Springs. That's fine. It's just a plane right away. Honey, it's Harry Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for my wheeze, by the way. I smoke a lot of jazz cabbage. I know you don't you don't partake in jazz cabbage. No, I'm straight edge. Good for you. The smell of it gives me a migraine. And same thing with lavender. So I guess what is it? What's the thing in it? Lycopene or lycopene? You like a peen? I don't like a peen. But I love a good peen. You know what I mean? <laughs> love a peen. <laughs> Although you know, I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. You know what I really can't fucking stand? I don't I don't I don't care for a dick pic. I don't care. Rude. No, I don't. don't right? Get out. <laughs> you something. Let me tell you something. I'm way more interested in a chest pick and You know what's sexy to me on a man? Tell me. Forearms. That's what I'm screaming. And hands, because that means they're strong. They can carry shit. I want to see callus calluses. I don't know. My boyfriend's a lieutenant with the FDNY. Real? Oh, yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we talked we about talked this. Yeah. So I definitely had dreams. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a he's a white Rican, as I call him. That's nice. Because he's very conservative and straight-laced. He's and and... and you know, he's not used to gay, so sure. we've been together. He's met every gay man and every black person on the planet because he's 
he's Puerto Rican, but he's around all these old white dudes, and they're all conspiracy theorists. They're, they're hilarious. Club, is it like is it like if it's like you're holding a gun wrong? It's like squid holding you like a queer. Like is it like one? No, 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 he's not that guy. Oh, thank God. No, he doesn't. I thought I was gonna have a conversation with you. No, no, I wouldn't date somebody like. No, he's very sweet, but like if he met you, be like, hey, what's up? He wouldn't even care. Like it doesn't. He's he's get he's just not expensive. That's all his problem. Sure. That he's that he would do anything for people. I mean, man runs into burning buildings for fuck's sake to save people. And I would never do that. Me neither. I'm like, girl, my hair will get fucked up. I was just thinking, like, like you ever you ever see Squid Game? No. Like, would you ever? So you don't know anything about it? I know everything about it. So you know I make people tell me. Sure, 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 sure. So I don't have to watch. <laughs> so like, would you do that? Like, would you do all these crazy things for money? Would money ever do? Listen, I'm 53 years old. And this is you're, where I'm 53? Yeah. This is where I'm 28 years in the game and this is where I'm at. So no, I don't do a lot for money. <laughs> I should have. I'm a fucking loser. I should have sucked all the fucking Epstein dick. I'm mad. Right? You know, where's Bill Cosby? Where is he? Somebody roofie my drink now and fuck me and give me a show. Can I tell you what an asshole I am? Back in my day, I also used to live. Back in his day, what? Yes, you're day. I'm an old gay now. It's different. You get in your 30s, it's over for you. Okay. AARP, I'm telling you, it's just, it, it's a it's a rap. I think no one's tapping you on grinder. No one's woofing at you with scruff. It's crazy all the time. I'll hook you up. I'm telling you, but listen. So, you need to calm down, girl, because your mic's going nice. I, I, I'm a very I know, because you're Sicilian. It's what I can't help. How, it's like Sicilians must really confuse deaf people, because you're always doing this shit, and they have yeah, like, no. what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I could never do sign language. You know sign language? Yeah. See, that's what's up. I actually heard... This land is mine. <laughs> I said how to sing This Land is Your Land in sign language. Okay, that's how you should open your shows. Instead of doing like the national anthem like they do at like sporting events, do that song in sign language, though. How about no? This is why you're where you are. <laughs> oh, I like you. So I love you. So tell me, how long have you been doing stand-up? Um, I've been doing it probably like two and a half years. But I mean, I I guess I kind of started. Okay, it's kind of a weird thing. I used to live. I moved out of New York when I was 18, right? Mm -hmm. And I lived in Japan for five years. When I came back, I was in New York for a couple of years. And I, I wanted to be performing, but I didn't know how. So, like, the first, like, year... Like, I was in New York for another year before I moved to L.A. after that. That year in New York, I was doing stand-up, but, like, at anime conventions, teaching Japanese, but through stand-up. So I wasn't really doing, like, the material like you saw, the ones you made. <laughs> What's that? What, what did one fortune cookie say to the other? <laughs> you know, was that... Share? Yes. I go and I always go into share when I say when I say something really about like when I really want to go like go crazy because share like share is my thing. She's yeah. been my she's like one of my my first big closing bit. And I sing like her. I was up for the role of share in the Broadway show like three times, but I'm not part of that Broadway clique, so I didn't get it. But I sound just like her, I sing like her, I take on her mannerism. So Every time, if I want to go really crazy, I'll yeah. just go into share, especially on podcasts. <laughs> like in lockdown, I was doing all share, like through the thing, like, uh, sweetie, <laughs> hey, you fat pig. Um, that's my son, daughter, Chaz, man. Yeah, she was a size 16 and she's really mean. That's my big fat Chaz. So that's part of my old bit from like 20 years ago. My favorite thing we talked about this when I first met you is the one time I heard homophobic share. 
just Shea saying homophobic things. Yeah. Just can you please? Marriage is between a man and a Well, yeah. Um, sweetie, um, two, two wongs don't make a white. Um, I like racist Cher. Hey, uh, Reggie Cher, because she's old school, so she's from the plantation. Uh, excuse me, uh, two men sucking dick is not a wedding. Uh, that's a catering business. Woo! Hey, uh, did you hear one about the two lesbians that scissored each other so hard they cut in half? Now there's four of them. Is this thing on? <laughs> Making this shit up as I go along. There is a universe somewhere where there is a racist shit. I know. And it's in fucking Florida. <laughs> Florida? Have you, okay. How many times have you performed in Florida? Uh, once. Did you like it? I loved it, but I was opening for Andrew Dice Clay. Okay, copy that. I opened... I didn't open. That's not true. I performed in Pensacola, of all places. Pensacola. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize Pensacola... I didn't know nothing. I was performing, right? I opened with a, an asshole joke about my asshole, and someone threw a beer at me. Mm-hmm. So I never performed in Pensacola. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you video? You could have went viral like that other chick in Jersey at Uncle Vinny's. What happened in Uncle Vinny's? Oh, there was a big viral video of this, uh, well, I forget her name. She's a comic. I think she's at the cellar, because whenever they go viral, SD gives them spots. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, check out I know, I can't go viral. I can't even get COVID right. God damn it. <laughs> Bitch, I know you said that you to roast you, but I gotta tell you, I listened to your album. It was fucking fun. Aww, that, it was fucking thank funny. You. I was walking around the city just with it in my ears, and I was cracking my ass up. That's my album, Brutally Yours, on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere you stream. That's, that's my so good. I loved it. It was so good. I really, it, it's very inspiring because seriously, I always wanted to do a comedy album. Right. And just listening to you has really kind of like lit the fire. Like, oh, it's just so nice. It was so funny. Thank like, you. For a walk for a road trip. It's just silly shit. Yeah. It's, it's just like, who talks like this? <laughs> that's my that's my whole act. It's like, who would say shit like this to people? Because it's just so, it's just like a five-year-old delivery. Because, you know, kids get right to the point. Yeah. And it's just like a five-year-old delivery with like an urban twist. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, who talks like this? Like nobody in their right mind would say the shit I say, but that's why I do it. But that's why it's, it's the fun. freedom. Yeah. And it's just giving people freedom to laugh at themselves and me. Hundred. Because I love being thrown under the bus. It's my favorite. Because oh. I don't take myself serious. So it's like, let's just laugh. This life is short. Why are we why are we putting so much emphasis on words and and you say I need a safe space. Fucking these colleges with safe spaces. Okay, have you, have you done a college? No, I, I'm not allowed. <laughs> I'm not allowed either. Well, duh. <laughs> Girl. I was like, but the rules. I know. But I did a rule shift, and it was a swingers cruise. There right? could not have been rules. And there were the rules. Soul. Yes. Celebrity had a list of rules of things you can and cannot do. What, I don't know don't these people. There was people naked in the audience wearing masks. This is a year ago. And I said, honey, you covered the wrong hole. <laughs> All right? Like, what are we doing here? Like, it was, see, I had a list of rules of things, and I triggered somebody in the audience, and the entire place was going to, there was 1,100 people theater. Wow. And the entire place was going to beat the shit out of this guy. What yeah, because I was making fun of Caitlyn Jenner, how we should kick her out of the alphabet community. Fuck Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, and we're going yeah. in, and there was a couple actually from Staten Island, yeah. stage right in the audience, and their daughter is now, you know, was her son, is now their daughter. Yeah. And she, her and her husband were like, I fucking love you. Like, yeah, our kid, we had no resources. They started a, uh, a center, an LGBT center in Staten Island, because their kid, the only place at the time, was in the village, 
and it was really hard to get an appointment because it was the only place to get help for your kids that are going through this stuff. Wow. And it was really powerful, and I made so many fans and so many friends on that boat, but that one dude. And so always <laughs> and the wherever one. you are, suck it hard and long. I go, what are you, Caitlin? Is Caitlin here? Girl, you look like shit in that t-shirt. <laughs> I fucking hate Caitlyn. She's a she's a she's a waste of the letter. Truly, she really is. Oh, we gave her a shit. I mean, they took it away from her real quick. Yeah. I am Caitlyn. Yeah. Terrible. I actually got a little insider. I I I, used to, I had a joke about that. I said, uh, I go, did you see her new show, Kate Plus Eight Inches? Nothing. <laughs> Come on, people. That's good writing. <laughs> that is real good. Right. It's Kate. I was gonna say they took all the marketing material of I am Kate because I used to work at Amway for a minute uh, as a PA. Um, but they took all of her stuff. You know, stuff. PA stands for pissing out. Right? That's exactly what it stands for. And That's Hollywood talk. You impressed yet? <laughs> they took all of the logos of I am Kate and they just made it into a storage unit and it says I am storage and it just has her face and they put all their stuff in there because they didn't know what to do with it. Oh my God. What? Me too. I love that too. I love that because fuck that big fuck bitch. that bitch. Uh, she is a waste of a fucking alphabet letter. Let me ask you. I just want to switch gears really quick because I am very curious because this is very old school, new school, I feel. Yes, it is. Sometimes when I go to clubs and first, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily see it a lot in New York, although I'm starting to a little bit, but I, mm-hmm. I saw it a lot in L.A. Yeah. You go to a show, mm-hmm. you're performing to the audience. Someone gets up there and they perf- they set up their tripod right next to the stage. Yeah. And it's like they're performing for the phone. Yes, they are. What's that about? They're try- they're pro- they are. They're- that's, what- that's the new thing now. They're performing for the phone. And there's nothing more degrading than when you walk into a comedy club yeah. and I'm going to do a spot and I look in the back and there's six tripods set up. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening? And that's, I think, and it looks like shit. It takes up table space. Yeah. And it just looks trashy. And I, that's why, like, a lot of the clubs, like uh, the comic strip, because we, you know, we broadcast here at the comic strip live in New York City, one of my favorite spots in the so world. freaking cute. I know, right? They did a great job decorating for Christmas. I'm obsessed. Right? And it's straight people, too. Get out! I know! I'm very proud of them. Oh, no. The warm Christmas lights. I know, the old 70s Christmas lights. I love that. I love that. No, it's fun. It's sweet. I love Chris, my favorite time of year. But um, so, like, they've installed cameras. Like, a lot of the comedy clubs here in New York have yeah. cameras installed now in a sound system that the sound runs through for the audience. So you don't have to worry about tripods. Literally. You know, and it's great because it's nice. Like a club I play in Jersey City a lot, Rich Kiyomko's club, The Laugh Tour, which Rich was a, a guest on here, which I want to introduce you to. Yeah. He's an old school queen, honey. Okay. He's like me. We're old bags. I- and, uh, <laughs> but he runs and he has in a great little spot in Jersey City. And it's packed every weekend. Yeah. But he has two cameras installed. And so there's no tripods. See, that's what's up. Because I feel like when I see that, I'm like... Is this for TikTok? Yes. Because I'm like, it is. Because well, because what confuses me, it's like, you're, aren't you talking to these people? You're not talking to those people. But they are, because the thing is, they're trying to go viral, and they're they have a TikTok audience, so they could give a shit about the people that actually pay hey, money to see them, them and sit in the seats and laugh at their jokes. They don't care about them. But see, you know, and it's like, I'm so grateful that I'm 150 years old. Because I grew up in the 90s, a stand-up comic, so we didn't have all this technology. The internet was just invented, 100%. and it was con- called the, in- the, the, the information superhighway. It was a place to look up stuff like an encyclopedia. It wasn't like, you know, showing your ass to get spots at a, at a comedy club. 
Okay. 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 But trigger. Trigger. But you're so right. Okay. Because I, you know, I'm, I'm meeting a lot of different comics. You know, because I'm really like starting to really like. Sure. You know, but there's some of them that are like, you need to be viral. You need to keep posting yeah. videos because you, someone can say your joke like this, that, 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 yeah. and people need to have eyes on you. But it, I'm like, but what if that joke isn't marinated, and you tell it too soon, and it's up. And then you yeah. gotta tell it like that's yeah. just how I feel. I don't really post a lot of my stand-up. I don't. Yeah. I would rather you come. Yeah, I want you to just come and see. Well, and, and this and here's the thing too with that is that people are like you have to go viral. No, you don't because going viral is like it's like a flash in the pan. One hundred. And when you see, just think about it. You see viral videos on on TikTok or Instagram yeah. or whatever on Reels, and you're looking and you laugh and you'll share it. But then two days later, you forgot what the video was. So it's out of sight, out of mind, because we're such, like, technology has rewired us for short attention span. Yeah. It's back in the day when I was your age, we didn't have electricity, you know? Instead of getting the light, they actually walked up on stage and pushed us off the front. It just kicked your butt. Right off, get done. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but it's like, it's, we used to have long, long-term memory. We don't have long-term memory anymore. Like, nobody what? reads books. No. Nobody watches a movie. They have to binge everything. It's crazy. Nobody can just enjoy it. Like, I still love, you know, I watch, there's a couple shows on network I still watch. Like, yeah. Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, and Chicago PD. You love Chicago. It's Chicago! <laughs> yeah! Anyway, my mom's from there, so. Oh. She's a whore. Anyway. <laughs> She fucked the Cubs. That's what's up. Why I wish she did. I really wish she did. I was going to send mom's dead. Her. My mom's dead. You know, it happens. She would die somewhere. You know, she came and went at the same age. <laughs> Hack joke number 212. Hack joke number 212. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, God. But it's, uh, it's nobody, everybody's so short attention span that yeah. people forget. So. Yeah. You, it's you're better. Like I was talking to a soul. Like there's like some social media people that I watch. Yeah. On you know like YouTube and stuff sure. and watch how to build a platform and they're all and, and what I've always believed maybe because I'm old school. Yeah. And I don't think the new te new way because I wasn't raised in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I always thought you know what I'm just gonna put content mm -hmm. out there so that way it's sustainable. It's like stand up. I've done you know 20 something years in the trenches. You know, I'm 20. To this this month is my 28th birthday in, in, as a comic. So, you know, I spent all my time in the trenches, on the road, in clubs, and fighting, and working, and writing, and writing, and writing. That I know that if it's something popped, yeah, I have the sustainability to maintain it. Poppy. As of like, say you today, you do a you do a, a, a comedy bit, and the clip goes viral, and yeah. you blow up. How are you going to headline a club 100%. with six minutes of material? 100%. So you can't. No. And it's not sustainable, and people catch on quick. And then the people that really follow you yeah. can't go to comedy clubs because you're usually not old enough. Yeah. And they don't live in New York fucking city. Yeah. You know? 100%. And so it's like, just work on being sustainable. Yeah. Work on being a great comic. Yeah. And, and that way when it hits, yeah. you're never going to lose it. It's like building a house. You can't put a roof on a house and go, okay, we're done. Yeah. No, you got to build the foundation, 100%. build the walls, the beams, and everything, electricity, the plumbing. You got to stick all that shit in there and decorate. Yeah. Well, and, then, and that's the thing. Like, I want to do all that. Like, I want to I wanna be in the trenches. No, I, I can, want... When I met you last week, I could tell. Yeah. You know, I could tell. I was like, he's adorable. That, and you know when I go on stage and I roast you? Yeah, I love That means I like you. I love this. Like, he used to be fat, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was fat. Yeah, and, uh, and in gay weight, that's 712. 
So, but when he said he lost all that weight and he's like working out, and I'm like, what is he on? Homo Zempic? That is so good. Yeah, but I'm quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm quick. Like my everything. Everybody's like, you are your brain. I, my brain goes. I loved it because, like, for me, um, it's kind of like not to get too like deep in it, but like for a long time. I, okay, years ago, I was dating this guy. He's an asshole, but he really convinced me that I was not funny. And like wow, he really, he really, oh, it was horrible. And it was during the pandemic, so you couldn't even uh, get away from him. Right. But I, and then I, and then after the pandemic, so you really coughed on him a couple times. You know what I'm screaming? And he's dead now. No, good. <laughs> he's dead to me. Dead. Everybody else knows he's alive, but to me, he got COVID and died. But like, but like the whole time, like I've been like this, like the last two, three years, I've just been trying to like, I, I am funny. I just got to get back to being that quick. You have you know? a great energy on stage. Like you remind me a lot of Mario Cantone. Someone else. Just told me. And no, it's it's because, <laughs> not because you're funny. Like, uh, <laughs> I love you. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> I'm serious. I, <laughs> no, I know you're serious. No, That's no, but your personality, like if you watch old videos of Mario, he's yeah. so brilliant and he's so quick and he's so animated and you have all the trimmings and all the fixings now we just now all you really need is experience 100%. and the only way you're going to get funnier is getting on that stage every night doesn't matter if it's an open mic or a room whatever get on a fucking stage and and work 100%. and focus on five minutes at a time 100%. max out five minutes and don't try to do every joke you ever told in five minutes oh oh take your time yep. breathe let the yep. let, let it marinate and then from that point on, you're like, wow, I did two jokes and it took up five minutes. This is great. And then two more jokes and another five. And you'll be, it's faster to grow when yeah. you slow down than it yeah. you speed up and try to bang everything out. You're absolutely Because this is pretty new. I know I'm right, bitch. I'm 100. No, <laughs> but like, it, but like this, that is new to me. Like I used to be able to like, I used to be like, I got to get everything out of there. Of course, yeah. And then, yeah, it's everybody, you're but you're right like, where you're supposed to be sure. at your age in the game. Because I always tell people, look at comedy. I say this all the time on the podcast. Yeah. Look at your comedy as a as a child that you gave birth to. Yeah. So your kid's two and a half years old. Yeah. So what do two and a half year olds talk about? Not much. You're right. They could barely get a sentence out. They've learned mama, daddy. They've learned how to walk, but they still are dependent on you. Yeah. So by the time you hit five, you're gonna hit a growing spurt because now it's like, I'm the big boy now. I don't play with those kitty toys and it's gorgeous. So think of it as that. So if you hit a stumbling block, just take a breath and go, okay, my comedy child, my comedy person is three years old. Yeah. And then think of what do three-year-olds do? And you're like, oh, I'm right on time. It really helps that because it's so it frustrating, especially the first 10 years of stand-up is yeah. the hardest. Yeah. Because you're trying to find your voice. Yeah. And when you get five to seven years in is the first growing spurt thing. Stop working because it's baby talk or you have to change the joke. You're like, this used to work all the time. Now it's not. Yeah. Because you're evolving. I still to this day have jokes at 28 years that I don't do anymore because they don't work because I've changed from 20, like from 20 to 28. That's yeah. a big time span. 100%. You know, if I think of a 20 year old kid who's not even old enough to drink or go or be independent yeah. to a 28 year old approaching 30, supposed to be married. So yeah. I have to think about settling down, you know, and it's like, that's two different times times in your life but it's a short span but it's a big span so there's things that I don't do anymore because it doesn't work or I've taken them and revamped them and we wrote them in my 28 year old sure. yeah. so it and that's the, that's the secret don't throw things away just put them aside no that's really smart and that's why though like I don't Maybe this. That's why I don't like posting my stand-up. Cause you're not. Honestly, you're not ready. No. 
<laughs> no, you're not unless you t unless you do a video and it's like because everybody does crowd work and everyone does crowd work, but I'm but, like, but it's a way to get yourself out there and get booked. Yeah. But if we have some good crowd work clips or something with big laughs, yeah, post it. Yeah, because I've been seeing even comics that are like you know that have gone big virally and, and like have like 150,000 followers. Yeah, they're posting clips that they think are funny and it's not, and there's yeah. no laughs, and I'm like. What are you doing? It is confusing. It's hurting your brand. Yeah, that's very confusing when that happens. Or I see people po uh, posting open mics. That's my favorite. I'm what like, is that about? <laughs> Why don't you just post work It's sitting at the table at dinner and talking to your friend like you're killing? I'd rather see that. You're funnier there than you are on stage, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah! And then it's just people looking down at their notebooks. It's like, I can't. There was one time, uh, though they never posted it, I was at the show, and I guess I really am learning the difference, especially from bookers, too. They're like, I shouldn't have put a... TikToker. I should have put it. Let them no. First. You know what? And let them do that because it's going to bury their business. And don't help them. Don't help them. No, totally. Oh, yeah, knock yourself out. Because I told them they've had me go. Hey, you want to feature for this TikToker? And you know what I say? You know what I say? Sure. Yeah. Because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bury them. And, and then I pull the share from her first farewell tour in '99. Follow this, you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that? Okay, yes. wait, can I? Okay, 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 okay. I got two things. Okay, okay. first of all, one of the one time I saw this TikToker, uh -huh. he literally was performing to the audience, not one laugh, yeah. not even like a pity laugh, and he yelled at the audience. And it wasn't like the kind of thing where it's like, like a funny, like making fun of the audience or lining them up. It was he was actively yelling at them. I thought that was crazy. And this person has like a pretty big following on TikTok, so that kind of shocked me. So I'm like, is it because like you're so used to the likes? You're so okay. This is what this is. You're so used to the likes and. You so love the smell of your own farts and because online in that imaginary world yeah. you're somebody yeah. but off that phone no one knows who the fuck you are and when things are because they're not used to performing in real life yeah they've lived on tiktok yeah so they're in the comfort of their home they're doing sketches they're a little play whatever it is they do yeah or it's just them in the phone talking stupid shit when they get on that stage, it's a whole nother world. That's, that's, this is the major leagues. TikTok is like the minors. You know, you, you were, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I do. It's like you're, you're playing high school football, getting ready to go to college. Yeah. And then you come to the majors. It's like going from college football, you know, high school football, skipping college and going right to the NFL. You're talking it's sports. Impossible. No, I don't know what the fuck you said. Okay, you're gay. And if you don't like sports, you're not a good gay person because those men, Baseball outfit. Uh, oh, the football one's too actually. Baseball and football are my sports and rugby. Oh, rugby should be a Pornhub category. I am oh, it my is. God. It is? Of course it is. I need I'll to send you some of my favorites. I'll send you some. Oh, rugby favorite. players. Oh. oh, the legs. The oh. thighs. They could choke a walnut. Not choke a crack a walnut. It crack my fucking big head. Look how large my head is. That's a gorgeous head. It's giant. Hey, Celine, why the long face? Have you ever seen I have Sarah Jessica Parker head. When I count, I stop. One, two, three. <laughs> I am Mr. Ed. <laughs> Have <laughs> you seen one of those rugby players? Yes, I have. Watch the wall. Oh, yeah. Yes, I have. Trust me. Okay, and another thing. And I played roller derby. Get out of town. Okay, bye. Get, yeah, literally get out. I didn't. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't play any sports. I do watch baseball just for the tushes. Ah, oh, the forearms. And the forearms. Oh my god. God, they can. They can punch me in the head with their baseball bat any day. 
Like I've had dreams. The Met. I know the Mets aren't that great, but I was always scared. I know we all know, but my family. I know you're Long Island. Protect. Oh, you're Queens. Oh yeah, because Queens and Staten Island. That's a jet. That's a jet. That's a jet. You are. That's Mets and Jets because it rhymes. Because you're fucking stupid. Hey, look at fucking rhyme. Hey, oh, oh, hey. You said something. Rhyme. You said something that cracked my ass up at that show. Someone said you said someone said something about you said something about Queens, and then someone's like, I'm from Jersey. You went that same thing. Same thing. And it is. And then okay, let me ask you this. Okay. Um, what you call it? Do you ever like sometimes we're at a show? This happens. This happened to me a lot in LA. There was like, you get to a show. Um, you're ready to perform. Every comedian is just not good. Yeah. But it's like to the point where it's like every, people are getting up. Welcome to New York City. I and then it's like it takes everything within me not to get up to be like, is everyone fine? Do we want to talk about what? what you ha- and that's when you go up and address the elephant in the room. Right. That's what you're. I, you're I supposed to doing. I keep hitting. You know what? You this. You know where I learned to get so good was opening for Paul Mooney. Yeah. The legend. Now that is an extremely diehard Mooney fan audience, hardcore urban. Yeah. It's Paul Mooney, the Godfather, the the one that takes race to a whole new level. Right. Legend. He was like a father to me. Yeah. Working with him in those rooms, sold out shows, 300, 400, 500 people. So. And being the white girl in the room, yeah. you had to bring it. Yeah. And if something was like Mooney gave everybody a shot. That's one. Paul Mooney was one of the most generous human beings I ever had the honor of knowing yeah it didn't really help my career but I don't care because I got to spend my first like basically my first 15 years as a comic with Mr. Paul Mooney who can say that nobody nobody and so um learning from him and learning from those rooms especially in black rooms not in white rooms because white rooms are really uptight and they and instead of addressing it they're too everybody's too afraid to speak up because they don't want to be the asshole because they're so worried what other people think of them. Not black rooms, honey. If you don't address it, they will kill you. And so one time, I'll never forget this, you'll love this story. So I'm with Mooney at Caroline's. Yeah. And Mooney let this guy who was in The Lion King go up. And I guess, well, he probably tried out for The Lion King. I don't think he was in it. You know, nice looking, light skinned black guy, played guitar. Went on, so- went on stage and sang Jelly Roll. It's like an old country-ass, you know, slave song, I think. So, oh. And it was just so, and the crowd, and this is why I love black audiences. They're so honest, and they yeah. don't give a fuck. And they tell you exactly who the fuck you are and what they think of your comp. Ah, they're delicious. They're the greatest. Like, I can't perform without black people. Yes. If it's all white people, I get, eh. Sure. You know, no yeah. offense to my folks, but, um, you know, I need, I, need some, I need some black pepper sprinkled in with my salt. Sure. You know what I mean? It makes me happy, because those are my people. That's what's up. When it comes to, like, passion and love and, and being real. So, I go up. So, he, this guy's bombing. Yeah. So I have to follow him before I bring up Mooney. Correct him. So I, the only thing, because I'm quick. Yeah. I walk on stage and they see this white girl now. Now they're like, and I go, well, you just had jelly roll. Now you got jelly sandwich. They went, I mean, I had to wait literally like two minutes for the laughter and the stomping and the rolling around. Oh my God. And I'm up there dying. And I just stood there like, yep, this is it. Like, 
they screamed literally for almost two minutes. I, I had to stop. And <laughs> they went nuts. <laughs> and it was, uh, and, and, and I had them. And then I just <laughs> murdered them after that. And then Mooney went up and just. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, it was so. <laughs> Mo- I could hear Looney in the back. Ah, ah, ah! That's how he laughs when he loves something. Oh my God, we were dying. But it was like so tense in yeah. the room. And I have, you know me. I'm gonna go in for the jugular. So I think it's funny. No, but that's really smart because like I always want to like address it, but I always hinder because I'm afraid I'm gonna like. I'm like offend somebody. Not even the audience. I'm like, I'm afraid to offend the comics. No, no, no. No, stop being a, stop being a good gay. Okay. No, I'm gonna okay. teach you how to be a please, diva. Please teach me. Okay, I'm gonna teach you what the drags taught me growing okay. up. Roast the shit out of them. Yeah. If you ever feel insecure, the audience is gonna feel it and they're gonna sure, eat sure. you alive. Sure. Fuck the comics. They don't. They're fuck them. They, they be, nobody cares. Be funny. It's basically the motto. Yeah. Watch Drag Race. Oh. Watch them in the workroom. Watch how they roast them on the runway. Yeah. Listen to how they read each other for filth and not give a fuck. So you think it, that applies to, you, that does apply to comics? It a hundred percent applies. It's like a silly thing. It's just that I was always scared to like yeah, yeah. that they don't. No, 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 no. Then you questioning them is questioning yourself, and they're gonna not follow you. You're right. I have done the most stupidest shit on stage and sold it to people that would never believe it. Yeah. But put my take on it, like what I would want to happen. Yeah. And they'd go right with it because I commit a hundred thousand percent to everything I say. I don't back down. That's why I can get away with murder Probably. on stage. I yeah. can I can say crazy shit on stage, but because I commit to it and it comes from a sweet loving place because I just want it. It's coming from, let's have some fun. Yeah. Life is great. Yeah. So it comes off that way, soft and lighthearted because I've said some shit that should have got me shot. Seriously. And uh, and like Paul Mooney told me one night when I got off stage, I killed and he was, he always stood in every, this is the thing, he was so amazing as a mentor. He would stand in the back of the room at his own show yeah. every night and watch me. That's awesome. And, and, and he goes, honey, he goes, you killed See, that was probably too funny. And, oh, it was, it was like a badge of honor. And he looked at me, he goes, honey, they're going to want to lynch you. And I said, what? Why? <laughs> what did I do? He goes, no, these comics are going to want to kill you because you have a freedom they don't have and they never will. He goes, they're going to come for you. Watch. And he was right. Yeah. He was right. Comics hate me. Audiences love me. Comics will hate me. Bookers hate me. Because I don't, I have the Paul Mooney. I was raised by the legend, so yeah. I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit for you. But I really appreciate you saying this, because like when I do experience those, I always want to say something that is say happening. It, let it come out. Yeah. Trust your gut. Yeah. This is why I went through the Groundlings in the '90s because I wanted to exercise that and not be afraid and just and not be afraid to let it come out. Because yeah. every time I would let go, That's I would when murder. Yeah. And then if I held back, I'd lose them. Yeah. So I went through the groundlings to really practice that. Yeah. And then once I practiced it, then I said I just want to be a better writer and a, and better at hecklers. Yeah. And crowd work. That's all I. That's the only reason I went through the groundlings. I don't want to be in the theater company. I could care less. But so I did that, and that really was like the, the that little secret ingredient to who I am because you know I was raised by drag queens and gays and yeah. watching them and hearing all the sass and yeah. loving it and like yeah. oh this is so funny because you just don't because when you roast somebody or you roast some, an audience or whatever that's a trust yes yes that is unwritten and you can't make it up and you can't fake it that, that's exactly why I think I have a problem though when people put their little TikTok set up 
because I'm like, I feel like you're losing that connection with the audience. Because isn't this like all these jokes, everything I'm saying right now, right? It's for the room. Yeah. So what you do is go up and do your shit. Yeah. Fuck the. Who cares what they do? Yeah, Don't right. worry about what they do. You're right. Worry about what you do because you're, right. you're the only one at night that you have to answer to you're right they don't have they, they don't give a shit about you because they're too busy looking at their phone you're right so you go up and, and if they're too busy performing for the phone and losing the room you go up there and you can own can that room it. you're right and, right and address it right. say uh, just say next time it, it, like say say something like this like uh, oh i guess uh, i should have had you guys hold your phones up yeah, like yeah, yeah. Hey, is this the thing like make fun of them 100 and make the audience feel like you see their pain you feel you see what's going on and then that's how you win an audience over is that you address whatever happened yeah that's negative yeah and have fun with it yeah and show them like i see you i i, I got your back like you're so you're not crazy for thinking that because no. it's really what's going on and that's your job i really needed to hear this really really needed to hear this i know i'm saying i'm just saying i really hey grandma can you have to tell me some more wisdom from the 1700s sweetie <laughs> what was it like when the boat when you you know guided the boat into shore after they came from you know the Amistad? you remember that one sweetie? that was a great cruise yeah i was the cruise director you know i told people where to row <laughs> what not the <laughs> I know, it's the only boat I could think of. I might have said the love boat. The only boat you could think of. Because <laughs> I'm fucked up. Well, that was a love boat. <laughs> Those are your choices. Yes. I'm thing. 53. What do you want from me? I <laughs> love <laughs> They're both slave ships. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm upset. So I know you're only two and a half years in. So I know you do a show at Stonewall. Yes. So this is your show? Yeah, it's um, it's called Forbidden Fruit. Um, I do it every, you know, when I'm screaming, I do it every month at Stonewall, and um, yeah, and I feature my fruity friends. Although there's some allies, but what am I gonna do this? Show? You're literally gonna do the next one. Okay, good. The next one is uh, December 16th, but then then one after that, you're absolutely gonna perfect. 100. percent Perfect. Yeah. 100. percent I was like, first of all, the, the after I saw you, I was like, why you fuck him? But like, absolutely the next. All right, one. then we'll kick off the new year right. Yeah. So um, so you're doing it two and a half years. Do you have any? I know that you only had like three gigs your whole life now. But. <laughs> What is like? Uh, do you have any like hell gigs? Like us old road comics, we have hell gigs where you get you go to a club somewhere out in bumfuck and it's like roadhouse and, and it's and it, or it's like insanity or it's just it's so funny and insane. Like, do you have any hell gigs that you were like, oh my god, this is the craziest shit I ever. Like when you but okay, so when you say crazy, you mean like it was like hilariously crazy? Whatever, it's, whatever's a hell gig. Like, oh my god, we call them hell gigs. But if it was hilariously crazy, that works. Too. Okay, well maybe this could be considered a hell. Gig. In 20, 2016, I got invited to perform. At Trump's inauguration? <laughs> First of all, I should not have been offered this. I was invited to perform in Abu Dhabi. God, that is so. That is that. That is the gayest thing I've heard <laughs> that, before five o'clock tonight. It gets gayer. Oh, oh, it gets gayer. First of all, the the, the particular area very anti-gay. Yeah, it's just like hello. Hand. I was. My hotel was the Yas Hotel. Gang. It's Yas Hotel on Yas Island, and I performed at the Yas Forum. And they're so like. And I remember, like, I logged on to like Grinder and Scrubber with things like anti-gay, anti-gay. Mm-hmm. All the audience members, they're all men holding pinkies. I think that's the gayest thing I've ever seen. 
Oh, that's so cute. I know. But I don't know if that really considers is that really a hell gig, but it was just like, this is so hilarious. But that's I'm in this, funny. I'm in the middle of the Middle East. You know what they were all doing? Oh. Pinky swear that you don't tell my wife. <laughs> I love that little jingle. I know, it's the rim shot. It's so good. Right. So please. So, okay, I always love to wrap up the show with two questions because... To me, like, you know, you, you ask comics questions or whatever, we talk, shop or whatever, but no one ever asks these, and I think they're stupid, and I love it, and it's entertaining for me. Is there a bit that a comic has written that you went, oh, and you watch it, you go, fuck, that is brilliant, I wish I had written that? It's actually Janice. Janice and Seti. She said something that I wish I'd said. She's like, got a lot of great she lines. She's got a lot of great lines. She said this, the audience, I'm not kidding, one woman got up and ran around her table. Oh. <laughs> her table. She was like just going on and on, just, you know, and she just went, ah. I kill myself at my apartment some mess. <laughs> Everyone loses the one. She like added a tag. Like she said, um, what was it? It was like, you know, they would go to my house, see me dead, and they'd be like, oh my god, she was robbed. The place is a mess. And then my mother would go, she was a pig. <laughs> God, I love Janice Mazzetti. I love her so oh, much. She's so great. Yeah, so brilliant. I wish yeah. I wrote it. So I good. I killed myself <laughs> on my apartment. It's such a Janice line. It's so brilliant. I love her. Yeah, so I, I know that you're a child. I know you're old in gay years, but you're young in straight years. Oh, thank you. Us comics, like us old school, like I love street jokes and everybody and, and dad, their dad jokes, street jokes, whatever. And you're Italian from Long Island, so Italian dads have a lot of good street jokes. Sure. So, do you have a go-to street joke? Okay, my father wasn't in the picture. Get a new story, gay. But I do have. That's now. I don't. I don't know if this is really a street joke, but I would say it all the time. And I realized now, as I wrote it down today, I was like, I used to say this all the time. And I thought it was the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think this was just bullying. <laughs> I think it was just bullying. Everything's bullying, yeah. but it's funny. The joke would be, I'd go up to someone and be like, oh my God, you know who's talking about you today? I'd be like, who? And I'd be like, nobody. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Stupid, that's but I love it. But that's, yeah, that's what, yeah. Good. I loved it. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know who's talking about you? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> who? I don't even know where I am, sweetie. Sweetie. No, you don't. That's mine. It is. I really can't wait to the day I see you before we get shit. Oh, yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. But uh, I love you to death. Now, I'm just so happy I met you. I'm so so cute and adorable. And go check out his show at Stonewall once a month called Forbidden Fruit. And where can the, 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 the great people that listen to this show that I love so much and appreciate... God, I'm such a suck up. Um, where can they find you on the socials? You can find me at, at Hey Stephen Sakari, H E Y S T E B E N Z A K A R I. Okay, you know he's gay because if you're listening on Apple or Spotify right now, he did the next thing with Gabrieletta. I can't help. Yes, he's a good girl. She's a good girl. She's from House of I love just saying that. I love, I love just you saying anything. And also stream your comedy album. Oh, yeah. Brutally Yours on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, anywhere you stream music. Yes, get my album. It's fun. Thanks for listening to that, by the way. That's so fucking funny. Thank you. It's so stupid. What was your favorite bit before we go? God, God. What made you laugh the hardest? The beginning? Fuck. My favorite? Mm. 
And about 20, 25 minutes of that was brand new material. I had. Really? I was going to say the, fir the first. I did an hour and a half that night. We cut a lot. I actually was actually curious. The first track, I wanted to know if that was you just ripping. Like yeah. Just that, that, like, with, with Prince Charles? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was all riffing. That was all riffing. I need queen. <laughs> this is the comedy queen. It was so good. Thank it you. It was so and that, good. Okay, that's a great example of trusting your yes. gut and yes. going with it and just letting it flow. Yes. So listening to my album, you're going to hear a lot of shit that came out that was out of the blue that just came as I've written the bit or the, the premise of it and then just tags that added because I was so in the moment. Yeah. Like even the part with um, Pete Davidson looks like a fentanyl was a person. That came out of nowhere. I was so and it killed. Ah. And then the um, the one and and the Roe versus Wade one, like you know, women my age having babies, you yeah. can't, don't do it, because that kid's gonna come out. Damn! That was out of the blue. That was the biggest laugh of the entire album. Like I had to stop and let them breathe for a minute. But uh, I love. Did you record that? I'm just saying. I recorded it here a year ago, September. So fucking cool. Yeah, it was off uh, here at the Comic Strip Live, and. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I love this club. This is very old school, so that's why I like to come here and I like to do the club thing here. And Tommy Latch, the booker, is really great to me, and Jeannie's wonderful to me. So, yeah, it's a really great family. And uh, But I love that you were here. I love the And uh, I love you, and I hope I, we do more shit together. We're definitely doing more shit together, 110%. Yeah. You're going to be in Forbidden Fruit next month. That's 100,000%. I can't wait. But, oh, my God. I'm, like, so excited to, like, just, like, run things by you. Of course. Any so excited. Anytime. Like, you really inspire me, like, dead ends like i listened to that album then i saw you that night i was like i just want to be like like you just are so undeniable thank you you really are i really mean that like thank you, you that like, means a lot because a, a, a lot i have a hard time in this industry because i'm by myself sure i don't have representation doesn't help well, at least the ones i have but anyway i but i digress as janice massetti would say other than that how, how are, are you, you? <laughs> and at the end of the day it's nice <laughs> and on that note this has been Old School, New School Comedy. And thank you, Stephen Sakari, for being here with me. I've been Christy Miller. And please follow us on Instagram at Hey Z It's Hey St It's Stephen Sakari. Okay. Hey, it's at Hey Stephen Sakari. Okay, because I'm fucking retarded. All right. <laughs> oh, can I say that, sweetie? You can. You should be one dear. Yes, I, I'm still, because the wig's tight. And, uh... And you can follow me at Christy Miller Comedy on all the socials and follow the show at Old School New School Comedy on the Instagram as well. So uh, please like, subscribe, and share the show. We love you.